Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Give honor to the Most High God, thanking God for the privilege of prayer. Just giving honor for God being God, the awesome God that he is. God, we praise you. We exalt you. We magnify your name. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for you just being a loving God. We thank you, God, for your nature, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for your commandments, even though sometimes we think the commandments are bad, but they're not bad, but are strict, but they're basically really freeing us. God, we thank you for being a father, a father God, a forgiving God, a fortress of salvation, a glorious crown, a jealous and avenging God, a master in heaven, a refuge for his people, a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge for the poor, a sanctuary God. We thank you, God, for you being a shade, Heavenly Father, from the storm. You hear that? A shade from the storm, a covering. These are all from scriptures. We thank you, God, for being a stronghold in times of trouble. We thank you, God, for being our ever-present help in trouble. We thank you, God, for being an architect and a builder. We thank you, God, for being the builder of everything, commander of the army of the Lord, creator of heaven and earth, defender of widows, eternal king, father, Father of compassion, Father of our spirits, Father of the heavenly lights, Father of the fatherless, God Almighty, God Most High, God our maker, God our rock, God our savior, God our stronghold, God of Abraham, God of all, God of all mankind, God of glory. God, we just thank you for your awesomeness. We thank you, God. We praise you, we exalt you, and we magnify your holy name. God, we may not understand this targeted individual program, this assassination program, but we bring this program before you to the throne of the Most High God. And God, we decree and declare according to your word, Heavenly Father, that you decree and declare that we should have an abundant life, a life of, of, of liberty and freedom to worship and exalt your name and have peace in our home. We bind up this assassination program. We bind up the secrecy curse that comes with it. We bind up everything associated with eugenics, everything being used to plot and plan infestations across this earth. We bind and rebuke every defraud inoculation they're putting out on this, on this universe, every cancer injection, every infestation they're putting out on this earth. We come against it. We bind and rebuke the demon spirit, Heavenly Father, labeling live people dead. God, you can't get no lower. God, we rebuke the laboratories that are unregulated where they can bring live bodies and, and literally resurrect live bodies and, and torture people to death. We bind it, we call exposure to it. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to use your people to destroy this eugenics. 
destroy the cancer program, the infectious disease program, every program, the killing of children, the sacrificial offering, the rituals. We bind it, we rebuke it, we come against it. The blood of Jesus is against you, you Satanists. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. We come against everything associated with eugenic programming mm -hmm. and we bind up the demon spirit of ignorance, the demon spirit of people stretching out that arm, just getting lit up with these, with these, uh, uh, with these diseases that these people are putting mind control weapons up in them. We come against directed energy weapons. We come against every bit of electronic harassment induce sickness, induce arthritis, induce hospitalizations. We, the blood of Jesus is against this program. We bind up and rebuke particularly the secrecy curse and the ignorance that come with this program. When people don't want to believe the lack of knowledge, they don't want to believe MK Ultra, mind control programming, the Tuskegee, the Guatemala, all of these infestations these demons have done, we decree and declare that this stuff will be stopped, that the blood of Jesus will be used to help God's people to come together to stop this wickedness in the name of Jesus. And that the earth will be able to be used according to God's will for compassion, goodwill, peace, love, prosperity. We bind up the spirit of induced poverty. We bind up the spirit to keep nations of people poor. We bind up the spirit of stealing from people, the fraudulent debt collection, induced foreclosure, induced poverty, induced evictions, induced homelessness. We come against it, the blood of Jesus. We call the nation to be like God created it to be, a nation of prosperity, a nation of worshiping God, a nation where we appreciate family. We bind up every demon force trying to break up families in the name of Jesus. We bind up the discrediting campaign, the rumors, the, dis the, the discrediting campaigns to try to destroy people, to, to scorn people. We bind it, we rebuke it, we send it back to the pit of hell that it came from and everything these demons are doing. May it go back to the source that it came from sevenfold. In the name of Jesus, God, we give you the praise. We bind up the demon spirit of envy. We bind up the demon spirit of jealousy, of trying to destroy people and their, their skills and, and their job. We come against that demon spirit of, of um, blacklisting, being envious of people's skills, their ability to do wonderful work on the job, and then turning, trying to make them be unemployed and, and become... God, we actually give people the strength that are going through this sick demon program. We bind up the spirit of public protection officers not helping people. We come against it in the name of Jesus. We ask you, God, to destroy it. Use your people to destroy these plans and plots and programmings of the enemy. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We thank you, God, for the brain you've given us. We thank you, God, for the will you've given us to serve you, to love you, to adore you, to worship you, to come together and just say, thank you, Lord. We praise you. We magnify your name. Thank you, God, for my sisters, Heavenly Father. Thank you, God, for Macy's willingness and wantingness to just 
um, read the word of God and, and give information and knowledge. We thank you, God. We thank you for Wahida's prayers. We thank you, God, for bringing her son out that hospital alive. God, we give you the praise and the glory. God, we bring special attention to the hospital. We bind up every demon force, the blood of Jesus. We call the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. To turn those hospitals around, Heavenly Father. Put your people in charge, Heavenly Father. Put God's people in charge. Remove those demons running hospitals. God, I bring before you that fraudulent tax warrant. I bring before you counterfeit laws. I bind and rebuke every counterfeit law designed to kill people, every counterfeit law designed to induce people in the hospital. I come against it in the name of Jesus through the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is against it. God, we thank you. We praise you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for all you've done, all you're going to do. We thank you, God, for every rescue you brought us through, every rescue you're going to bring us through. We thank you, God, for punching the devil in the eye, for resurrecting your son on that cross. We thank you, God, that we have a, a countermeasure to this wickedness. We call every ritual these demons have had, every abortion they use to get their authority for it to be null and void, for their authority to be shedded, shedded, destroyed. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you to guide this Bible study. Let us leave here with information and knowledge we did not have previously. Guide us, direct us, Heavenly Father. Let us grow in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Go ahead, Wahida. Body God, you can hear? Yes. Oh, I had my phone on mute. Body God, I give you praise. I give you thanks. I honor you. I cherish you. I believe in you. I know that you are the one out of the universe. I love you. I bless you. Heavenly Father, who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Father God. Father God, I thank you so much for life, for me, my children, for all the eyes, for, for every good people, oh Father, and the bad ones, please change them. Please let them wake up to what they're doing to humanity, Father. Please help us, please give us shelter, give us, help us financially, help us with clothing, with food, for job, marriage, my children, let them get married, let them have a job, let them multiply, have children, and all the TIs that they're going through it for their children too, Father. Please help us, Father. Please heal all of our sicknesses that has been put upon us. Please rebuke the coronavirus, which was man-made from a lab. Please, Father, do make it spread and kill people as what we're seeing. They're saying many millions gonna die. Father, please rebuke it and send it back to where it came from. 
Amen. Oh, Father, please continue to heal my son. Please don't make, make him get sick like that again. Please do make that happen. And please wait more to what's going on, what's happening to him. Let him realize that they're just making him sick and let him go into the hospital and bad things are happening to him there that he don't have. Oh, Father, please help my other children. Father, please wake them up. Wake them up. Please, please, Father, guide them in the right path. Keep these evil people and these evil technologies and all the evil things that are being showered upon them. And they will know since they were born, Father. Please help your people, Father. Please, please put a stop to all these these this bad program that they have out there. They're using it on us through the walls and everything, Father. It's horrible. They're burning me alive. They're cooking me, Father. You know that. Thank you for saving me, but I want this to end. Please don't make the Patriot Act renewed in March, on March 15th. I heard and I heard that Trump is not going to make it renewed. Please let him keep up his words, Father. Please don't make it the Patriot Act renewed. Let it end. Let it disappear. Let all these people that are working for them be out of jobs, Father. Thank you so much. Keep us safe. Keep us alive, Father. And I love you. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. That was beautiful. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. Now, Miss Macy is going to give us a special presentation tonight. Uh, she's going to be talking about um, Revelation and uh, the what was transformation uh, when Jesus uh, transformed. Um, go ahead, Macy. I'll give it give you the yeah. floor. Thank nice you. and loud. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, yes, I had. Uh, uh, you know, since I came to Christ, this is my, uh, I'm just going to share my experience with you. And then I came to Christ, this is uh, in early 1990s. And I started like from the Bible and then uh, just um, contemplating uh, in Christ uh, anytime I could and I would do med meditation. I had a, I have a friend, uh, she, she still my, is my friend, she's from France. And she was a Catholic, and she would come and stay with me, and we would just, you know, go to museum, go to dinner, then come back. She would stay overnight with me, and then we go through the Bible. <clears throat> so that's how I learned. And then I used to spend a lot of time uh, studying. Uh, if I was not in the library, I would be home, and then I would have the television on a, a Christian channel but I would mute it, and whenever they pick up, they, they talk, they are mute, and I'm studying. And as soon as they pick up the Bible to read, then I unmute, and I take a break and listen to the uh, to, to the, the reading, and then I try to understand. So that's how um, I had uh, taught myself uh, the Bible. I didn't have more time to, to do anything else. 
And then uh, a few years ago, I met a very, very interesting person that knew a lot about uh, the Bible. And um, she had made uh, tremendous studies. And she, uh, according to her, um, the, first, uh, the old Bible, the, the first version uh, was you know, would use the word God, but it would be interplaying gods and um, or these people, aliens, that they came from space and because they were much more advanced. Than- Are you going in and out? Try to stay steady with the phone. Cause I- oh, yeah, I, I was uh, taking my, uh, I was talking with my hand, that's why, sorry. <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah. So I learned, I learned a lot, and um, there are places like in Old Testament that when when it talks and says God, it's not actually the God that we we know we know as God, or the New Testament talks or Jesus talks about it. These are like we have come to learn that they are God because they were more advanced than us. We felt we were like their slaves or something like that. So that was very, very interesting to me. Uh, I tried to study as much as I could, uh, but again, I didn't have too much time, but I think that's something I want to go back and um, dig into it more. Then I have. Let, I let, have me, let me just interject so people can understand your background. Macy's come a very long way uh, because your family was not Christian, right? So you kind of right. discovered Christ on your own. That's a critical right. factor, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I looked for, I was an agnostic actually. And uh, I'm I'm very grateful to my family that um, they let me um, make a decision uh, on my own. And uh, you know, I would go home uh, from school. I was very young, 13, 13 years old. Was young. I would uh, after having um, Islamic um, ethics and studies, I would go and make pose a lot of questions to my dad. And uh, my dad uh, or my mom, and then they would hug me and kiss my forehead and say that, you know, you have to, this, these are wonderful, valid questions. You have to research. You have to learn these things on your own. We cannot tell you. We have our own interpretation, and we, we are not even happy with our own. Wow. So it was, That's uh, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That I encourage you to research. And they told you that they really weren't, you know, they didn't have the answer yet, but they wanted you to research and discover for yourself. Exactly. The day I came to Christ, that was uh, when I mentioned in 1990s, my uncle passed away uh, about, uh, you know, before my my mother passed away not too long ago. Uh, Then I called to my uncle to let him know that I have come to Christ. And I was very afraid to say it on the phone. But I kind of mixed different languages. And he congratulated me. He congratulated me uh, very much. And he said, that's wonderful. Uh, We are are glad that you found your way. And uh, he was familiar with, uh, with Christ. But uh, not the way you know here you you could be. He had 
Armenian friends there. That's why he was familiar. So it was a it was a very welcome thing. And Miriam has seen my mother pass away. Uh, she had a Christian uh, funeral and ceremonial, and the way she was, um, uh, they buried her. So uh, it's a wonderful thing that I found Christ. But before I find Christ, uh, I had looked anywhere and everywhere. Like 25 to 30 years, I was looking, um, soul searching traveling the world and uh, staying in the dormitories and reading and, and getting into so many philosophical um, aspects and discussions. And I used to meet a lot of these unbelievable people in the university, the professors and you name it. So, uh, but I could never come to, I just could not grasp the, the the idea or the feeling of um, God or you know, I just couldn't and I sometimes in a good way I would envy people that they did have that faith mm-hmm. um, because I felt that they were in much better place than I was but I couldn't force myself you know it had to come uh, by itself so it, uh, I was very lucky when when I found Christ and he came to me in a very miraculous way that I couldn't, you know, make a mistake. I can say that, uh, okay, now I came to Christ. No, it was actually uh, a true a miracle. I, I actually saw the uh, the cross and I uh, the cross glue uh, like a glowing cross, and it started talking to me. I knew there is no way that I could have made that in my head because there wasn't anything like that in my head. And I I used to buy mathematical books that I still ha- I have it that would prove to you that the universe is accidental. And you know by mathematics I was able to follow and prove that you know there is no God. I mean that far. So my head was out of angels and Christ or miracles, nothing like that. It would exist in it. I have not trained it or it have not was not exposed to it. And when I when I saw that cross when the cross glowing spoke to me, I was mesmerized. I was at work, it was a rainy day. I went for a walk around the compound uh, during my lunch time and then this happened. That afternoon from work I took like an hour earlier, I went to a very expensive store those days. I used to have lots of money. I bought my first cross, very beautiful cross I bought. And then I started, now I I had found my way. I knew in my heart this was it. And then I continued with my other studies like Buddhism, this and that, because I had been studying, I had been traveling those countries and studying it. But here I did it, um, you know, even, uh, I mean, I was doing it both uh, because I wanted to compare. It was like I was taking comparative religion, comparing religions. I wanted to learn more about Christ in order to know him more. I had to know more other things. Mm-hmm. Like when I came to when I came to US, I remember 
uh, in the university, those days, communism was such a big, big issue. And people always, they made a mistake between communist and atheist. These are completely two different things. And atheists, atheism or atheists or agnostic are people that say atheism. It's something that uh, it's got to do with your belief, your faith. Uh, where you, you you think you are as a person in this universe? Like, if you uh, if you are atheism, it means you don't believe in God, and that that's your 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 mind. You could be a billionaire, you could be um, an investor, but be atheist. But communism is something. Communism means uh, a, a way. Uh, of economy, uh, so uh, a very uh, intense uh, version of, uh, I don't want to say socialism, socialism, um, democratic socialism, uh, in my opinion, is good. But um, communism is a, uh, an economical way of life, which collapsed and fall, fall up, fell apart because there is no spirituality in it. But it's still not atheism. You could be a, a communist. I knew there were some people in in Russia that they used to go to church, but they had to be very careful. Well, uh, communism didn't didn't believe in God, but um, atheism could be an investor and not believe in God. You see what I mean? There is a difference, uh, and it's very delicate. So uh, here, even even to, to now, if somebody uh, you know uh, asked me before when I say that I'm like atheist or uh, I was an atheist, I was agnostic. It's worse than atheist. Uh, atheist, and then they would say, "Oh, you're a communist." I said, "No, there's a difference." And then I would tell them, "Well, well let me ask you, what's the difference between the atheist and the agnostic?" Okay. Atheist. And then, and then let's go to the revelation. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I please uh, let me know that I have to go because I may get stuck in somewhere. Uh, the the difference between atheism and agnostic is that atheism and um, has made up his mind in his soul. It's the soul thing. It's not, you know, it, it's got to do with our evolution, like. Oh boy. Hello? I think they uh ay, ay, ay. uh Macy, maybe check your mute button because it says you're still here. Check your mute button. Oh boy. Call back. You're gonna have to call back because we hear nothing. Yeah, I hope she's still not talking. Ay, ay, ay. You, you, nothing's coming through, Macy. And it says you're still here. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm so sorry. Oh, she, I don't know okay. what happened. I didn't. I didn't touch it. Um. Yeah. So, uh, in atheism, uh, cannot possibly believe in God. 
I mean, it's, it's, he doesn't believe in soul. He doesn't believe after life. He thinks that we just are born and we live this life. And when we die, we become dust. And that's, that's all there is to us. And, and what is the agnostic? And, and the agnostic, agnostic, what do they do? Yeah, agnostic is, uh, is a person that uh, one day he believes, uh, like in my case, one day I believe that there was God or this is, it has to be God, you know, look at, uh, look at this tree, look at this uh, plant. Uh, when it sees the sunshine, it turns that way. There must be something. And then the next day I see well, the agnostic. Yeah. Then the next day I see a poor person doesn't have food to eat or I see a woman who's a whore. She has to sell her body to leave and then uh, it's a horrible life. Then I say, no, there cannot be God. If there is God, why is this is in that shape and form and the other one in that, this one is suffering, the other one has, is having a beautiful life and has everything they want. And, uh, you know, and then when they die, they go to a better place. Um, it, uh, a, a life with God couldn't be that cruel. And then, when, then the, a few days later, for no reason, I would start feeling, oh, my heart would be warm that there is, you know, there is some, something out there. There is God. There is, you know, there is meaning to life. And then at night, we, we go to, like, to seashore. There is this beautiful stars. I'm looking at them and I'm feeling very little and I'm thinking, I'm nobody. I'm less than an ant. What, what am I talking about? Why have I come here? What's the purpose? I'm not okay, so at all. They, they fluctuate. Sometimes they believe in a supreme being and then sometimes they don't. But the atheist basically does not believe. Okay, we don't want to focus on that. Now let's get to revelations. What's what's God yeah. saying? Yeah. The, uh, but thanks so much for sharing. Yeah. I, I was thinking I have I ha at least I, in my experiences I was thinking through my research of 30 40 years and uh, at least till now for 30 40 years that I have uh, at least heard of of anything spiritual. Uh, not only Christianity, other other uh, schools also. Until I came across uh, this unbelievable um, phenomenon, which is in uh, in the Bible, and that is called transfiguration. And um, if you remember in the uh, in the Bible, there is a play. Uh, I don't know the the verb, uh, but I'll I'll give some some things I have here for you. But um, in the very uh, Bible, it says that Jesus Christ was with his apostles, and he he went on Mount Tabor, 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 and there uh, the apostles saw that. I'm sorry, Wahida got dropped. She asked me to call her back in. So just give me one second. I'm so sorry. Okay. All right. You're back in. Hello. Yeah. You got dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Macy. Yeah. So. Um, what is what, what is this? What is it called? Trans what? Transfiguration. 
It means the figure, the transfiguration, transfiguration. And uh, what happened was Jesus Christ was with his uh, apostles, and then they uh, uh, they stayed um, uh, down there, and he went on on a on a mount, not mountain like mount. And then he, there, the, the apostles saw that he became completely light. Nothing. His figure was his figure. It was Jesus Christ, but he was not flesh anymore. And then they saw him speaking with Moses and Elijah. He, he was that. I I remember ten times at least I had heard that before, but I never knew what it means, and I never knew why it was there. I was thinking, just Jesus wanted to show that how fantastic he is, and uh, and all of that. But then then I came across it this time. I studied, I've been studying it last few months, at least three months. Um, as soon as I find an opportunity, I'm reading it. Before I go to bed, I'm reading I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm reading. So I found out that uh, Jesus Christ did that for his apostles to tell them, you've got to do this. It is like we have, we've got to get to that point. It's not like it was not for entertainment, and it's not part of like because he's he's a holy, um, holy being, and he he just does that. He did it, and he says that everyone has to do it. And here I have um, a few verses that I'm going to uh, bring it, but I don't know in the Bible where would it be in the Bible. It says. Uh, Gnostic, Gnostic Gospel of Philip says, those who say they will die first and then rise up are in error if they do not first receive the resurrection while, while they are alive when they die they will receive nothing. And then here Jesus himself talks about this from the uh, Gnostic Gospel of Sacred Book of James. Jesus Christ says, Truly I say to you, no one will ever enter heaven's domain if I bid him, but only because you yourselves are full. It means you, I, I am, I am interpreting this as he says you've got to do this yourself you can't you can't attach yourself to me uh for this transfiguration or resurrection of yours resurrection is something you've got to work on it and then there is a, a, a person a mystic person says it is given to every person to become the child of god by adoption through grace it means you get you get transfigured you become your flesh becomes light completely 100% light it's through grace grace should adopt you in another words your body has to be so clean 
and so worthy. I mean worthy that light, grace, which is light, which is um, which is uh, divine, finds your body worthy to live in it. So you become light, just like the way Christ showed. And then when you become light like that, that he showed transfigured, then you can talk to Moses, you can talk to Elijah, then you, you talk to them who have been resurrected. And then Carl Jung, Carl Jung is a psychologist, I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, I'm sure you have heard of uh, the other fellow, his teacher was, uh, who's that? Very, very important psychologist in, in, in West, not Darwin, the other one. And uh, Carl Jung is his teacher, his student, but he went into, uh, um, oh, Freud, Freud. You've heard of Freud. Freud is uh, a person, a, a psychologist, who gave a lot of good stuff for us. But then there are things that he com uh, made it too sexual. Like he, he was saying that then a, a boy is drinking milk from the mother's breast he's enjoying sexually or something. He went that far with, with uh, psychology. But Carl Jung was his, his student, but he took things very much better. So I, in, in, um, in psychology, I, uh, I never, you know, accept the psychologists that they, uh, in America or in Western countries, they are more into, uh, their teachings of psychology is more Freudian than Carl Jung. And, um, you know, when I became a victim, they took my job and uh, accused me of everything, min mental this and that. I found a, a psychology who, psychologist who had studied Jung. Uh, I didn't go to a Freudian because I knew I, I would be in trouble. So now uh, this Carl Jung says about the same thing. If the adept experiences his own self, the true man in his work, he encounters the true man, Christ in the new and direct form, and he recognizes in the transformation in which he is involved, a counterpart of the passion and resurrection. So he's, he, this Carl Jung is uh, recognizing that we have a self within us. If we come to understand that true man that we are, then we are, uh, you know, in, in transform, uh, we are, tr we, we are in transformation. In our um, in our soul and our consciousness into Christ, it means we become Christ from the within. But we have to know the true, the the true ourselves, our, uh, the the true self of ours. So then I, I, I had been trying, it, these, these writings are very difficult for me, that I had been trying to understand these are old stuff from long time ago, some mystics. And it says that 
uh, how you get to that point, how, how you transfigure. First, you have to have a life of a spiritual life. You have to have certain principles that you do spiritually, you know, your prayer, and you, you have to have, um, you have to keep your body in certain um, virtue and graceful manner. And then uh, you pray and uh, all, then you start uh, awakening. I, I desperately was looking for all of this because I wanted to know where do I stand myself? Where am I? So where where I should take, uh, from where I should take upon? Because I'm really, really now interested in transfiguration of Christ. I want to transfigure because Christ himself says that okay. if you do let not... Me, rest- let me ask, would you say the transfiguration of Christ is uh, developing Christ-like uh, characteristics in yourself? Yes, definitely. Yes. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's the definition, 100%. Actually, uh, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And for that, you know, you put your finger on the the point. That's the point. And and, um, I was going to say that at the end now, since you uh, brought it up now, I will tell you uh, what it's written here about Jesus Christ. It says that Jesus Christ applied himself in any and every aspect in the society, in, in his love for humanity. He, he did in any and every aspect. And that's, you know, that's how we have to become. Like we have to... Uh, Uh-oh. Did we lose you again? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. We can't hear you, Macy. Um, They're messing with your phone. But we're going to continue. We're going to continue worshiping God until Macy comes back. We were looking at the list of names and titles and descriptions of God. And um, Hello. through scripture. Oh, there you go. Okay. I don't, what's going on with your boy? They don't want you. They don't want you praying, honey. They're very upset. They yeah. said well, you were one of us. <laughs> and now you yeah, are, now yeah. you praise God. Yeah. But yeah, that, I, how, you know. yeah so I, uh, Miriam, you, you are exactly there. That's it. But then, uh, for like for a person, when it starts this, uh, uh, for first steps and he becomes. You know, he cleans himself uh, and he has a spiritual uh, practice. And this, and he goes uh, further and he becomes more aware of himself, within himself. Then that's when he awakens. And then 
after awakening then he had he uh, starts thinking like uh, Christ teaches us he has to serve he has to serve his his fellow being he's not you know then he starts doing that and then he starts seeing light these are like uh, at the beginning he sees light like somebody says that they thought the whole universe became light and then it is one moment it ran, vanished and became what it he experiences uh-huh. and then once things happen then um he goes to the next step the next step is called union in the union he becomes one with everything he's he doesn't see a difference between him and the next person that person is his brother or his sister and mm. uh, uh, he is connected with uh, everything in the universe and uh, universe is him his universe and that's um, and he, if he really keeps up um, the the practice then that's when at that level he's able to transfigure and then I learned that saints that they they uh, always show there is a uh, a round thing around their head uh, like um, glowing uh, thing around their head and that's a that, that's called the halo yeah halo that that is the symbolism of transfiguration um I think it, it means that that person had transfigured and uh, there are we call that the anointing um there are um there are uh, saints that um they did transfigure uh it, it was like th- there was this saint that he tra- when he transfigured from his eyes there would be a light coming out that people couldn't look in his eyes they could they could get blind they could get they would be very uncomfortable they couldn't look into his eyes his eyes uh, the light would come out or his body or like uh, these saints are they were living in a very snowy area like snow is to your knees but they did not need any warmth or any fire or anything they would feel warm because they were in a different dimension uh in a dimension of uh, like moses elijah that uh, because they were transfigured they were not in flesh anymore and then like there there was this saint who would come once a year and then he's transfigured his body is completely transfigured he would show it to the village people to make them uh understand that uh, you know they've got to do these things so um, I used to always think uh, think this way that if I live a, if I live a, a good life and I give myself to in service of others, then when I die, I will uh, I will not die. I will die to an angel. It means I will ascend. But now I'm learning that if I want to make sure I'm going to ascend, I have to ascend in this lifetime. I can't wait to die and then ascend. It's not going to happen. I'll be no. still in this flesh and I will be coming back 
in some other, maybe not to this world or whatever world, but I will be coming back in a, uh, in a flesh form. But if I am able to resurrect, I mean, uh, yeah, do resurrection or transfiguration, then I will definitely, when I die, I am going to transfigure, I'm going to die to an angel. I'm not coming back in a flesh form. It's gone. And it, it says even if it happens to you one time, then you, it's done. You, you will die to an angel. I had one experience some time ago. I, I'm, di- I, I'm dying to find someone who really knows about these things and share my, my experience and see if that, was, uh, that, that could be called transfiguration. You know, I'll share that with you. Maybe it, it would be interesting for you. I was in a, in a huge, huge meditative uh, group, very huge, like 200 people. Everyone was meditating. And then uh, the, the teacher said that, just close your eyes and um, just, just be quiet and ask God to show you whatever you want, like whatever you want. And I, I wanted to know, like, uh, if I am, uh, what is it that I am afraid in my life? I wanted to know that. So when I closed my eyes, now the atmosphere was really, really like heaven there. And these people, they came there, they really wanted to, uh, to do something, and they had been working on them, their souls for a long, long time. So the atmosphere was so perfect because many times I ask myself, why it doesn't happen to me again? Why this? Why that? But then that was that. That's the reason, you know. That just one person doesn't, um, unless the person's soul is very, very advanced. That obviously I'm not. So there, when I put my, uh, when I closed my eyes, I started. Asking that uh, I, I travel, try to imagine that I am on in a seashore uh, or uh, in the middle of an ocean. I wanted to see that if uh, uh, if I'm afraid of water and ocean getting drowned, and I didn't find that. Uh, and then suddenly uh, something pulled me. Uh, I uh, I saw Mahatma Gandhi. I saw. Abraham Lincoln, I saw uh, all these, um, you know, like Persian people that I know or in the history, people that they really have done something very great for humanity. I saw them all standing right next to each other and they became bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I saw Jesus Christ right in front of them. And it, it was Christ, I, as though somebody told me this is Christ, and it looked like the uh, Christ pictures that I had seen, or, or I don't know, I felt that was Christ. M- not felt, I was sure that was Christ. But, uh, and I was sure other ones were that, like Mahatma Gandhi was Mahatma Gandhi, or the other one was that, and that one was that. But they were all behind him, and all, all of a sudden, all of this became light, a huge light, nothing but light. And then I saw Christ coming towards me, 
and he stood and he had me on his shoulder i my, one of my feet was on this part on this shoulder the other one was on the other shoulder and christ became light and suddenly from there i felt i was thrown into into this um universe and i was like swimming in light toward a huge sun a huge sun and it was just, i was just going i mean like like a bird flying and i don't remember if my body had transfigured or if i i think it should have been transfigured because i couldn't have the solid body in that light that i was experiencing it was a very very profound light and i was so stupid you know i'm i'm experiencing this i'm so stupid i take my mind off of here and i'm saying okay i have to go see now what am i afraid of i put myself in a in a forest and there's huge lions or something and i want to see if i'm afraid of those i wanted to find my fear and try to meditate and overcome my fear but then suddenly i felt why am and again i didn't feel any fear immediately i was pulled back to the same thing that i was with christ and his shoulder and from there moving towards that that sun so i um i i think what happened was i wasn't afraid of uh, later on i thought about it i wasn't afraid of the uh, lions or the water and all of that i would have been but actually i was in that uh, state of christ consciousness i was right there and then i was pulled back again to that and i continued being there until um, the the instructor or whomever said that okay now uh, let us share our experiences i didn't go to share my experience i in public i uh, i don't do that so that was a, one experience i had and i often since i'm i'm learning the transfiguration because i'm dying now to to have that experience i really really do especially when i'm reading um so profoundly that uh, we do have an opportunity to die to an angel why not but then and uh, seemingly it's a very tough um, and complicated road and it's called christ path and uh, it's called, it's, really called it's called i'm sorry christ what path, path. christ path Oh, P A T H. Yeah, P A T H. Right. Okay. So uh, that is what I had to um, share with you tonight. Uh, I feel now I have a new uh, spiritual endeavor, and uh, and I, I have learned there is a mantra uh, that you can say like a prayer, uh, and um, I I have written it. It's a, like Om Krista, uh, Krista something. Krista means crystallization. Like you ask uh, Mother God, or you ask God, you ask Christ uh, consciousness to crystallize you, to teach you how to become light. 
and then you know or you know contemplate now when i take the dog for a walk uh, i spend some time um just thinking about that and i i pray please give me um the ability to um transfigure before i die so that is now my, my spiritual goal personal spiritual goal but my really goal in my life is this uh, victimhood um i i i know that that's not in my ability to end this uh slavery but it's in my i have to give best of me so i'm doing that that's my goal in my life but my spiritual goal personally is to die um to uh, and trans to transfigure um i'm so thirsty for it i cannot begin to tell you uh, and i'm then i'm reading this stuff uh as though time has stood still and um i i am i i wish i could meet someone who had had you know more profound experiences i could learn more but i know it will come in time those things will come god brings those so i thought this is very it was very interesting to me to learn um transfiguration very interesting very profound i was moved i still am so now i have that spiritual goal um you have to be really truthful person you have to be very very uh, grace grace has to find your body to dwell in it just imagine where should we be to to for that to happen and then when you see that there are things that they have lived like that in their life then you you think you know i can do it if they did it but they all they say that it's a it's a very complicated uh, app and there are some books i have found uh, the name of those books ancient books that um i'm going to buy and read but i have so much other things to do i mean for this victimhood i have to write my book and i have to do a lot of studies uh, to it just today i was writing a letter for mr mr trump uh i mean like political thing but i had to put a lot of thoughts into it uh and those are like sometimes i spend 15 hours to write something um because of the research and i don't know how much difference it makes but i know i'm doing my part but that's yeah. not uh, transfiguration you know so <laughs> I hope you find this interesting also as as I did. Yes, it was very informative. I think we can align it with what you're saying is transfiguration what the Bible says is that you when you when you come to Christ or when you decide when you become awakened enlightened you try to adapt Christ-like practices characteristics and I think that's yeah. what you were saying. Transfiguration is, is you know, you're 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 walking in a divine light. You you know, Jesus is now your your savior, and you are now picking up his 
characteristics. You know, there's compassion, there's love, there's, right. there's righteousness, right. there's, um, right. and I, you know, um, I, I think you call it transfiguration. The Bible calls it, you know, walking in Christ, walking as a Christ-like person. So I want to yes. thank you. That was very, very informative. And, and that halo, that halo is like a, a glowing on your head. It's a glowing on your head because you're, it's called the anointing. You know, the anointing breaks the yoke. When you're walking in righteousness, you're walking in Christ-like practices, it's a covering. You know, it's a, it's a covering from the Most High God. So it really is a, a halo. It's a it's a light on your head. So I want to just end with God's nature, because this is one of the Bible study lessons I'm reading. God's nature. What is God's nature? God's nature is love. He can never function contrary to his nature. Never in your life will God express his will towards you except as an expression of his perfect love. He cannot show anything else. He can never give you second best. His nature will not let him. He will bring dis discipline, judgment, and wrath on those who continue in sin and rebellion. And that's why we know that these people in God's time will be taken out because, you know, God is not a respective. He doesn't separate people. Um, what's good for one is good for all. So, again, his, his, um, he, uh, he can never give you second best. His nature will not let him. He will bring discipline, judgment, and wrath on those who continue in sin and rebellion. His disciplines, however, he yeah, his discipline, however, are always based on love. See Hebrews 12, 6. Because God's nature is love, the way he expresses himself to you is always best. Two verses, verses describe his love towards us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, John 3, 16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, 1 John 3, 16. God is love, 1 John 4, 16. Your total trust in God's love is crucial. This has been a powerful influence in our lives. We have never looked at circumstances without seeing them against the backdrop of the cross. Our relationship with God determines everything we do. We have to remember that God is love. His will is always best. Our relationship with God right now reveals what we believe about him. It is spiritually impossible for us to truly believe one way and practice another. If we really believe God is love, we will also accept the fact that his will is always best. And that's a tough one. You know, God's will is always best, even if we don't understand it. By nature, God is omniscient, all-knowing. He has all knowledge, past, present, and future. Nothing is outside his knowledge. Whenever God expresses himself, to us, therefore, his directions are always trustworthy. 
Have you ever asked God to give you several alternatives so you could choose the best one for you? How many options does God have to give you for you to have the right one? One, God always gets it right the first time. God is all knowing. His directions are always right. Whenever God gives us a directive, it's always right. God's will is always best. You never have to question whether his will is best or right. It is always. This is true because he loves us and he knows the future. Because he loves us perfectly, we can completely trust him and obey him. God is omnipotent, omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. He created the world from nothing. He will accomplish anything. His purpose is to do. His purpose is to do if he asks you to do something, he himself will enable you to do it. Now, that's a big thing. Again, if God asks you to do something, he will enable you to do it. Now, did the, you know, did he ask each of us to take on this program and then you know, God asks us to do it, then he, we have to believe he will enable us. He's going to bring us through. It's a long road. It's a hard road. But if God asks you to do something, he will enable you. We will look at this fact more closely in a later reading. We have to remember that God is all powerful. He can enable us to do his will. If it's God's will, he will give us the tools we need. The devil doesn't want us to know that. Okay, we have to know that God is love, that God's will is best. We have to know that God is all-knowing, which means God's directions are right. And we have to know that God is all powerful, which means that God can enable us to do his will. Even if we can't do things in our own strength, he can He can do us the strength to do it. When our lives are in the middle of God's activity, he will rearrange our thinking. God's way are so different. Ooh, somebody's got a lot of background noise. Our ways and thoughts are so different. Okay. Um, Our ways and thoughts are so different from from God's, and they will often sound wrong or impossible, our ways. We need a readiness to believe God and trust him completely. We must believe that what he's doing is best for us. Don't try to second-guess God. Let him be God. God will start to make himself known to us simply as he would to a child. As we respond to him in childlike trust, a whole new way of looking at life will begin when we let go and let God. Our lives will be fulfilling. We will never sense an emptiness or a lack of purpose in our lives. God always fills our lives with himself. When we have him, we have God at our side. We have to just remember his commandments and to obey. And I'll end with this. When you hear words like commands, judgments, statutes, and laws, 
is our first impression negative or positive? We hear when we hear judgment statutes, oh, we, I think it's negative. However, God commands our expressions of his love nature. In Deuteronomy 10, 12, 13, God declares that his commands are for our good. What does the Lord our God ask of us? But to fear the Lord your God, to your walk God. in all his ways, and to walk in all his ways means what Macy was talking about, to transfigure ourselves, to love him, to serve the Lord God with all our heart and with all our soul, and to observe the Lord God's commands and decrees that we are giving that he has given us today for, for our own good. He's not gonna ask us to do something that's gonna hurt us. You can believe it's for our own good. In Deuteronomy 32, 46 to 47, how important are God's words to us? That and in Deuteronomy, it says it's very important that God following his commandments will give us longevity. We will live long. The foundation of this passage is the love relationship. When we, when we come to know God, by experience, we will be convinced of his love. When we are assured of his love, we can believe him and trust him. When we trust and obey him, the scripture tells us this is love for God, to obey his commands and his commands are not burdensome. 1 John 5, 3. God loves us deeply and profoundly because he loves us. He has given us guidelines for living. So we will not miss the full dimensions of the love relationship. Excuse me. Life all has some landmines that can destroy us or harm our lives. God does not want us to miss his best and he does not want our lives destroyed by foolish choices suppose we had to cross a field full of landmines and a person who knew exactly where each one was buried offered to take us through it would we say to him i don't want you to tell me what to do i have free will i don't want you to improve your ways on me impose your ways on me i don't know about you but i would say stay as close to that person as I could. I certainly would not wander off. His directions to me would preserve my life. He would say, don't go that way because that way will kill you. Go this way and you will live. That is the purpose of God's commands. He wants us to receive life and to have it more abundantly. When the Lord gives us a command, he's trying to protect and preserve us. The best he has for us. He does not want us to lose it. When God gives a command, he is not restricting us. He is freeing us. Read Deuteronomy 6, 20, In the future, when your son asks you, what is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees, and laws of the Lord our God has commanded. We need to tell him the Lord commanded us to be, obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that we might always prosper and, he can, and, be, and be kept alive 
as the case today. And if we are careful to obey all this law before the Lord our God, as he has commanded us, then we will, he will, our, then will be our righteousness, Deuteronomy 6.20. In closing, God has given his command so we can prosper and live life to the fullest measure. And many people say, uh, you know, the Bible and religions just to control people. No, it's not to control people. God gave these rules for us to live longer. So the devil can't just step in and do as he pleases. Suppose the Lord says, let me tell you where a beautiful, wonderful expression of love is. I will provide you with a spouse. Your relationship with this person will bring out the best in you. It will give you an opportunity to experience some of the deepest and most meaningful expressions of human love. That individual release will release some wonderful things in you, affirm some things in you and strengthen you where you lose heart, when you lose heart. The person will love you, believe in you and trust in you. From that relationship, I will give you children who will sit on your knee and say, daddy, I love you. But God also says, do not commit adultery, Matthew 5, 27. In that command, is that command to limit man or to restrict, restrict man? No. It is to protect his family. It is to protect and free him to experience love at its, at its human best. When he said, don't commit adultery, he wasn't trying to restrict him. He was trying to have him appreciate love and family at its best. What happens if we break the command and commit adultery? The love relationship is ruptured between husband and wife. Trust is gone. Hurt sees, hurt sees in. Guilt and bitterness creep in. Even the children begin to respond differently. Scars severely limit the future dimensions of love you could have experienced together had we followed God's commands. God's commands are designed to guide us to life's best. You will not obey him, however, if you do not believe him and trust him. You will not believe him if you do not love him. You cannot love him unless you know him. But if you really come to know God as he reveals himself to you, you will love him. If you love God, you will believe and trust him. If he takes something from you, you can believe it's for your better. If you believe and trust God, you will obey him. God loves. God is love. Because of his love, his will for us is always best. He is all-knowing, so his directions are always right. He has given his commands so we can prosper and live life to its fullest measure. If we love God, we will obey him. And that's, yeah. and that's God's nature. We looked at tonight God's nature and God's command. We looked at the fact that God's nature is love and his will is always for our best. We looked at the fact that God is all knowing and that his directions are always right. 
We looked at the fact that God is all-powerful, that he can enable us to do his will. Even in the, and Macy, your story tonight is an example of it, that God is all-powerful, that he can enable us to do his will. You didn't come to that decision. See, that was God using, that was God in you. He enabled you to do God, his will. You're doing yes. God's work. This is not in your strength, Macy. Yes. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. 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 This I, is an I, example. I just, yeah. I was just saying, uh, writing, and I started writing. I took it off. I, I was writing about this episode of this last lawsuit on me that, uh, you know, a little bit, that they took me uh, to court. And I, I was writing about things, and you know, to force me to go under oath to lie that my political agenda was based on my religious beliefs, that's really something. I mean, I was thinking just, just that portion I was looking at and I was remembering what went on with me. I was thinking, how did I, how did I survive this? Just this one episode. It, it would have been impossible for me to survive even one of this if it was not for God. I mean, I look at it and I'm thinking, no way. I made through this this lawsuit. It was horrible, horrible, and I didn't know where my life was going. Here now, I am like uh, another uh, accusation. One terrorist now religious thing. That that that. Yeah, you you are very right, and that's a very important point. That when he brings, when he asks you to do the something he will bring you out of it but it's so hard Miriam but when we, no, it's very, we go hard. very hard because yeah. the, the discrediting campaign the, they, they do things so people can scorn you um yeah. you know uh, to, to just you know I mean the corruption the deceit the master deceptions but you, you have to, that's why, you know, Ephesians says, you know, you, you have to stand. You have to stand on the life you live and you tell that devil, I know I serve a mighty God. And, and, and no matter what you say or do, I am standing on God's word and you will, and the devil has to fall. Yes. It, it takes a lot of faith sometimes to go through there are times that it's really, really hard for me to make it, really. Oh, my goodness. Not yeah. just you. Believe me, any TI, any any person, actually. Um, Wahida, are you still here? You want to just uh, add in a little bit, and then we'll close out? Oh, she must have got dropped again. Oh, boy. They were just dropping. Yeah, Wahida? Yeah, she must have got dropped. Hello? Oh, you okay, you're there. All right, you want to add anything before we close? Um, No, but I want to ask Macy about the, the mantra. What is it? What did you say yeah. the mantra was? 
Yeah, I I don't have it exactly. I'm going to find it uh, and I will share it with you. It's uh, at my desk and my desk is full of books. Is uh, I will find it definitely, my dear, and I will share it with you. Okay, but it's did a, you it's say a very old? Short, it's a very old uh, poem. Hello. Yes, I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, I don't. She didn't hear Hello? you. What? What did you say, um, Wahida? What did you say? She was saying Om. Om is a mantra. Om. O M. Om. Yeah, Om. But I don't, uh, I, and I know another word, Krista, but I don't remember the other two words. It's a very short mantra. I'll find it for you, my dear. What is a uh, mantra? Mantra. Okay. Right. It's a Hinduism and Buddhism, a word or sound repeated to aid concentration in meditation. Well, you have to be careful with that because the Bible says, not to just repeat words like the heathens do. It's a slogan, a repeated frequently. That's 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 a little contradiction to the Bible. The Bible says, let me let me put, find the scripture. Um, it says that's not praying. That's not meditating. That is not praying. That a mantra is not. Bible scripture on repeated. Yeah, you have to be very careful because that training is contrary to biblical teaching. Uh, Mantras, the way I understand it is uh, everything ha is energy. We are we live in an electrical a universe we are all electrical and uh, everything is vibration and frequency so words the every word has like you have your energy i have my energy we are all electrical words are the same and then mantras are this like a word uh, that has certain frequency when you repeat that, then that you are making connection through that frequency with whatever that word means. Okay, well Let's you say, can you can say that if you want, but when you have time, I want you to look at Matthew six seven in the King James Version of the Bible. It says, "But when you pray, use not vain repetitions." as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Okay, mantras is, is encouraging just to keep repeating, repeating. God's not into repeating. He's into the heart. The heart. So that's why this scripture is here. It says again, Matthew 6, 7. The Bible reads, but when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much repeating or speaking. What is haven? You know. haven? What is haven? Haven? Yeah, you said uh, 
what is that? The heathen, that, that's in the scripture. I'll read the, dic the dictionary definition so I don't give the wrong one. Heathen. A heathen is a person who does not belong to a widely held religion, especially one who is not Christian, Jew, or Muslim, as regarded by those who do. That's heathen. A person who does not belong to a widely held religion. Oh, it says unbeliever, idolater, a pagan. Mm. But you know, so, you know. Now, this is with respect. Maybe mantra. Mantra is not for praying, is it? No, mantras are not prayers. Oh, okay. All right. Well, the yeah, Lord, the, Bible, the Bible's just saying here: when you pray, don't just don't do repetition. Don't use don't don't use a mantra for prayer. No, that's no. What, uh, mantra, that's, mantras are not prayers. saying don't 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 be repeating it. You know, like a mantra for prayer. When you pray, God is looking at your heart, so He doesn't want repetitions. Uh, I That's understand. All. Yeah. I I truly understand. Yeah. I know. Is, if it's not for prayer, I mean, I you know, uh, you know, it says when I read mantra, the definition it's for what meditation. Yeah, mantras. Mantras. Let's say. Let me tell you what mantra is. Uh, in in a very uh, very simple language. Let, uh, when, when, when you are doing, let's say, meditation, I do meditation. I, I do prayer. My prayer for uh, with Christ is different. Meditation is different. At the beginning of meditation, there, there, a word had been given to me. I, I, I went. I took this uh, meditation meditation class about like 40 years ago, and I spent at that time. Imagine spent. Uh, 1,500 for it. This was done with a very, very high class uh, uh, school, and this person came from India 30 some years ago, and in the university, uh, in a Harvard University, they had done research on this uh, meditation. The name of it is transcendental meditation. It quite this meditation quietens your mind. It means uh, like uh, then at night we are going to go to bed, we, we brush our teeth because we've eaten and there's stuff there, and we clean it and go to bed. This meditation cleans uh, one's mind, quietens it. Like uh, we, our minds are polluted. We watch so much stuff. That, like is, that, is that like yoga? Yeah, but yoga is like physical. Yeah, it's something like that. It quiets, uh, transcendental meditation, quiet, it quiets your mind. Like you don't think about anything. You, you for right, 20 you minutes. Know, maybe, um, uh, again, well, I, I respect what you said, but uh, uh, this minister's book, I forgot, what was the name of that, uh, this minister? Uh, uh, Rebecca. Um, anyway, she used to be a Satanist. And she now, you know, she's serving God. She explained that yoga and all of that stuff is very, very dangerous. 
Because when you cleanse that mind and you move everything out your mind, that's how they can put demons in. So unless you are yeah. really, really prayed up, you have to be very, very careful with that stuff. Yeah, Miriam, that, that's very true. I have studied all of that. I know all yeah. of that. Exactly. Before that, you know, it, there are ways. Like when you sit down to do meditation, you have to, uh, like, uh, you have to pray. You have to ask Christ, please protect me. And then you uh, ask, uh, uh, Christ to uh, enwrap you in in white light and and uh, and spirituality. Yeah, th- those are all part of it. It could be it, it could be very dangerous, but it could. But the the philosophy of it is it's not contradictory to like um, like Christ's path or uh, like prayer. But you've got to know what you're doing. Uh, like in the, in exactly. this meditation, exactly. yeah, you have to. Uh, meditation is like medium. They can clean yeah, out. They can get you to clean out that brain and empty everything out and just leave it empty and and you know and send you know uh you know you know one of their demon spirits in and that's it for that person. Yeah, that's true. But then if you are a believer, if you are with Christ. You are, you know, you don't, you don't let, it doesn't, that doesn't happen. You need to be blanked out anyway. You need to be praying at, you know, before I let my mind be blanked out, I'd be praying. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's not like, uh, you see, they, they, uh, they do voice to skull to us, right? They do voice to skull to us. They, uh, they mind control us and. Uh, all of that is happening, so it's not something um, uh, for like mind control. What do we do? You know, we uh, well, cut we again. Yeah, hello, Miriam. Yes, yeah, I, I saw your note. You got dropped again. Yes, and then I I sent you a message, and it keep changing the words. You know, the the mess of like the sentence. <laughs> Yeah, and then he microwaved me when he caught the phone off. Oh my God, it was horrible. Like I heard a truck over Home Depot. This thing is beaming radiation and laser at us. I see it every night at this time, you know, the big truck delivering stuff. I don't know. But it's like aligned with my house. And it's what like, did you say about the mantra? They didn't want to hear you talk about the mantra? It looked like they cut off the phone in my face. You know, you know they're using the Hindu stuff, the the CIA and stuff. They're using the the god they call Shiva. Shiva, you ever heard of him? No. What is that? He's like um one of the Hindu gods. Like you know, it's like they Macy, believe in reincarnation. Macy, you were you with that? Uh, no, I can I couldn't hear. There is so much static or something. I cannot hear very well. Are you familiar oh. with? The, she was saying, uh, the the government is working with Sheba or some some. What is it? What is it? The Sarn, Sarn. You know, you heard of Sarn? C E R N. What E R N? C E R N. Sarn. 
can you spell it like uh, uh, it's not your voice is not coming clear I'm sorry yeah, that is what they're doing they're doing they're messing up my phone my voice they cut it off the microwave in me now oh. you know as I talk about the Hindu mantra so um oh. c-e-o-r-n thorn no I'm not familiar with that you you, you 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 heard of Lord Shiva? Oh, Lord Shiva, Lord Shiva, yeah, Shiva, yeah. What they are doing with with Lord Shiva? Yeah, that's a Hindu god. You heard of him, right? Yes, yes, yes. So they are. They're using him with a sarn thing, like they go into dimension and stuff. It's like you got to look it up, sarn with um, with Shiva, um, and your papa, Miriam. Yes. Oh. A lot of stuff they do with the Hindu. They say the Hindu religion is the oldest religion and it's a reincarnation and stuff. People like come back in different people's faces and forms and a whole bunch of things. But you see I using the, the, the Shiva God at CERN, C-E-R-N. I don't know, you never heard of it? So they CERN said, accelerator. They said that's what the CIA yeah, yeah, is using? Hello? Yeah, they said that's what the CIA is using? Yes, and like they cut off, um, mm. they cut off Macy. Yes, I'm Macy. hearing, but yes, I'm hearing. Well, I am very familiar with all that Shiva and Hinduism because I I traveled uh, India from north to south, and I went to one of their um, unbelievable schools they have they had there. Uh, I mean, in a, for engineering, equal to like uh, MIT in in the US. And um, uh, and that was in south of India. South of India was a very closed, like very religious. They were, and their language was so. It was not a Hindu, uh, because I know uh, I know one of their language, uh, Urdu. I can read it easily, and Hindu I can understand it. Uh, but this language was very very difficult. I did not attempt to learn it. And um, I, I know a lot about uh, their culture, a lot. But uh, I do not practice any of those. I do not, uh, I mean, I've researched it for myself. And I've gone from north of India to south by train. And I've been to uh, many, I mean, thousands of temples. Uh, I did that with, with my sister. and. Um, I know the stories about uh, all these gods and goddesses and, uh, you know, all of that. It's unbelievable. But um, I, uh, you know, I'm not uh, a Hindu or I'm not a, I have the book Gita, Bhagavad Gita, and I have their holy books and I've read them. But I'm uh, just like a scholar, like a comparative religion. I've studied those, but I don't. I don't practice them. 
except uh, this okay. uh, transcendence. Uh, yeah. But you don't know. Yeah, um, you don't really. No, you don't really I don't know. Religion and stuff. No, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I do not. I'm not into their religion, but I have studied not only those. I have studied other religions, or like Muslim has a sector to it, a mystical sector to it that I've studied that very thoroughly. Uh, it's called Sufism. I don't know if you've heard of that. And Sufism, uh, when you go deep in it, it kind of attaches to Christ's teachings. And um, then Muslim religion is like has been extracted from that. Or, or Sufism is a mystical part of Islam. So I've studied all of them. All, I mean, you name it, I've studied. But um, it, it has been just, I told, like I said, medium knows. I mean, 25, 30 years I was looking for something. And uh, I, I found it in Christ. But uh, I had to do all of that. But I didn't practice any of them, any of those religions. I would go there. I would learn it. It was very, very interesting. But I would not, just, I could not. I could not be there. I could not. That was not me. But then it came to Christ. I mean, I knew that's me. It's me. It's exactly. I give you one other example just to show. I want to to express my heart. I when I started school here or other countries, you had to take one physical. Uh, physical uh, exists uh, one thing physical or like music or whatever swimming this you name it I had tried in my life in Iran I, I took guitar classes and you name it I had tried in my life one day I, uh, the, I somehow I found out about this ballet class nearby uh, my house and I said, you know, I'm going just to go there and uh, and see what it is uh, for myself. Believe me, I swear to God. <laughs> I went in the in the class. I sat down. I knew I belong here. I mean, and after that, for years and years, I did ballet, nothing else. And whenever I I wore my ballet outfit to go to practice. My mother used to tell me, you're glowing. Your face is glowing. So Christ for me was like that. Like I, I looked everywhere. I would go to temples and I, they invite me. I go to uh, participate. I learn and then I go and I go on my way. But the first time then I, Christ came to my heart and that was it. And I knew this is it, and I knew I'm going to be with this for the rest of my life, just like ballet. I'd done anything in my life, nothing I could uh, I could say this is my hobby or, you know, to have something uh, to run away from all these readings and studying. The first day in my ballet class, first day, I knew this is for the rest of my life. If my back I didn't have that implement 
and that implant in my back, I would have been practicing. I became so good in my ballet that my teacher was inviting me to uh, to participate with her in choreographies and all of that to, for uh, going uh, uh, for shows. She used to be a Broadway uh, artist, ball ballerina. So uh, for me, Christ was like that. But I did anything and everything. There were many other religions. I don't know, like in, in Iran, there is one which is called Baha'i. Uh, it's a sector. It's not a cult. It's a sector. It's, but it's not a, a profound, um, profound religion. Like there are, uh, I have had friends that they were Baha'i. They would come and stay with me, like she's going to law school. We would study together, and then they would talk about their religion. They would give me books I read, and then uh, they invite me to go to their things. I do go to uh, their uh, whatever, and um, I have had many, many, many things. There are religions that you may not have heard, uh, especially in uh, places like India, but other countries also. Uh, there are many uh, sectors and religions and uh, branches of things that I have done all of that, all of that. I mean, unbelievable. It was like I was looking for my missing, missing part in my life. Like I was looking like for my heart. Or so. I had to find it. And finally, I when I when I got Christ, when I got to understand and know him I knew this is it this is the most perfect of all I had experienced before and that's it <coughs> oh excuse me okay we're going to get ready to close out, guys. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for your presentation, Macy. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.